0: Hello, I am Trey Ratcliffe. How are you doing? Welcome to Season 31, Episode 6 of Conversations with Craig Maud. Uh Today we are on... Where are we, Craig? Uh, we're walking the uh,
1: Portuguese Camino.
0: We are. This Is uh, this is day six? This is day five. Day five, five. that's yes. right. Day five. And we're going about 100 kilometers altogether, maybe yep. a little more than that. Yep. And anyway, Craig is, a, is an awesome guy. There's, You'll see. But to find out more, go to craigmod.com. Brilliant writer. Um, does all kinds of stuff. Lives in Japan. Um, super fluent in Japanese. Has the craziest, most interesting stories. Hopefully writes a book someday. But he is doing these little 25-minute recordings of me and the other eight 'er ne'er-do-wells that Kevin Kelly has collected for this Camino excursion. And so he's just going to ask me questions or we'll have a discussion. And I thought you could be a fly on the wall and listen in. So intro complete. Yeah. The stage is yours, Mr. Mod.
1: Great. Well, I'm going to do an audio sync clap to start things off. This is helpful for me uh, for editing this later. good
0: for you too, Stu. Hopefully that works. Um, yeah, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. You know, I feel like we're finally hitting our rhythm on this, and yep. you know, my body is in tune with hiking 20 to 30 kilometers a day now, and yep. my body craves it. It reminds me, I learned this in a in a yoga hiking meditation retreat in New Zealand, and this yoga teacher told me something that I it makes sense. I never thought about, but like, your body wants to work. So just let it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and also, I mean, in contrast to to the average day-to-day of the average first world citizen, you know, we're sitting down all the time, right? I mean, we yeah. spend, you know, most of the day sitting down. And so to do this, I mean, this is a, a lot more normal, I think, to walk 20K in a day. And in fact, in yeah. Japan, the, the, the roads, the old roads are set up with the, with the intention that people will be doing 40K a day is the standard. Right. So we're not even close to, to what the Japanese were walking to three hundred years ago.
0: I think it's absolutely one of the best exercises, especially well for men like over thirty, especially over forty. Yeah. Because it's not that difficult. Yeah. It's it's interesting, it can be meditative. Yeah. If you're walking with an interesting person, you can have a walk and talk and you work out your mind, you work out your body, you work out your soul. It's just like a complete Yeah triple triple shot
1: yeah well yeah. and 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 it's it's pretty inclusive as long as you're mildly able-bodied you can kind of complete almost any walk except for when they get into technical sort of rock climbing or grappling mm. or using ice picks and stuff like that but for most any walk and i've been on walks you know up to Annapurna base camp and all over japan with some pretty gnarly climbs and in pretty steep ascents and you know you'll see people in their 70s doing it, and you just go slowly. It's about pacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the whole key. If you pace yourself, you'll, uh, you'll make it. By the yeah. way, you have the it's kindest,
0: smoothest voice. <laughs> it's like this lilting, sing-songy, it's, it's great. Well, you have a very lovely voice, too. Well, it's, um, it's no Craig Bod. But... I've,
1: been, I've been enjoying it every night at dinner. <laughs> um, but yeah, so how has how this walk been for you? How is it aligned with, your, with what you thought it would be and, and what it actually is?
0: I was a little nervous before I came because you know, I had, I had been to your, your blog and read about your walks through Japan and these sorts of things. And I knew there were lots of experienced hikers on here. I'm like, well, I do a little bit of hiking and I do a little working out, but I'm not like in any great hiking shape. So I, I spent a week in New Zealand with a really heavy bag doing like 10 to 30 kilometer hikes. So I could be, and then I started real because I don't really do that. Then yep. during that warm-up week, I was like, I really like hiking. Yeah, yeah. I was I was by myself, so I was kind of listening to audiobooks or podcasts. I was like, this is quite Great. This is quite nice. And so now that I'm here, because I was terrified I was going to be the weak link in the chain, right? You know, right, and I don't, right, right. I didn't want right. to slow anyone down. But everyone is actually equally paced. That was a, of course, all these worries that you have. I'm not even really a worrier, right? But they they rarely come to pass, you know. And now that I'm here. I love it. Now I'm like addicted to it and I am already <laughs> thinking about coming to join you. Yeah. In Japan and doing the kimono kodo komodo?
1: Kumono Kodo.
0: Komono Kodo. Well
1: there's many walks, so uh-huh. that's one. There are many others that can be done as well. But yeah, Japan is on your on your to do list.
0: That's right. And I think so, you know, we're here with Kevin Kelly who invited all these nice people and he's a he's a hero of mine. I think mm-hmm. heroes it's also nice to Hang out with him. But besides being a genius, he's also a genius at selecting mm. really nice, yeah. positive energy kind of people. And it's great. You could just talk to any of these people forever. It's been really stimulating. I've learned. A lot about them, and by learning a lot about them, I've learned about myself accidentally. Yep, and it's great.
1: I mean, I don't want to take credit, but I, you know, I did select half
0: these people too. (laughs) All right, I give you credit. This is a collaborative selection. Well, Uh, you guys are great judges of character.
1: Well, I I bring that up just because I'm, I'm, I'm also delighted, and I've said this with everyone that that I've spoken with. I'm just delighted with the the dynamics of the group. I think it's Mm. been. For me that's been the biggest surprise is just how equanimous a uh, group of 10 can be mm-hmm. uh, traveling together which is, is, is usually a recipe. If you don't have a, a uh, like a, a, a tour that you're part of or you're doing things by bus mm-hmm. and you have someone who's kind of like the tour Nazi that's always checking the schedule right. and yelling at everyone. Like if, if you don't have that and it's kind of self-organized. Mm. 10 is like a really tricky number, Mm. but this has been, I would characterize uh, as smooth.
0: Yeah, it's been really cruisy. That's my new word this year, cruisy. This is a cruisy cruisy walk.
1: And so you were worried, I'm not fit enough for this maybe, maybe I won't be able to keep up, but the reality on the ground, very different.
0: Yeah, it's very easy walk. Um, Even the uphill portions I think one thing I didn't expect, because I, in my warm-ups, which New Zealand is pretty up and down, so Mm. I had a few, you were showing me your Strava the other day, how you, a few of my walks were up a thousand meters, Mm. two thousand meters up and down, and it was exhausting, it was really difficult, but the the thing I didn't expect here, with the walk and talk, is that you're so, again Camino, you're so intellectually stimulated and really interested that it distracts from the physicality of it, but even the physicality of it is not nearly as hard as I thought it would be.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean and, and there's this phrase trail fit that, that mm-hmm. you can throw around and like you know, you have your normal day to day body which is which is like chair fit. Right. And then you do three or four days on the trail and your legs, your muscles that haven't been activated for a long time get activated, they start to ache, and then like four or five, six days in, yeah. everything just kind of is cool with it. Like you yeah. you reach you reach a new stasis and, and you can you can do the walks. You're eating you're eating enough food you're getting enough calories you know you're getting good sleep and uh yeah you just kind of you kind of lean into it you lean into into this new rhythm of life and uh so i think we were this morning we were all saying how it just feels like we're now we're ready to keep going that's right like we've, yeah. we've earned we've worked we've gotten over the the difficult hump that's even right. though it ends tomorrow yeah it's like if we had another week we could probably pull it off
0: right on yeah
1: and how has how the group experience been for you? Like walking or spending so much time with so many people?
0: It's fantastic for me because I have, you know, voluntarily chosen to kind of isolate myself in New Zealand, in a small town with about 25,000 people in the South Island. And, um, and I'm really an introvert. I think a lot of these people are introverts too, really. Most of um, us are, yeah. yeah. And me being a creative or whatever, photographer kind of guy. I do like being around other creative people. I think it's something that that I need and I think it's something that, that we all need. And so it's, it's nice to, and this is one reason I go to Burning Man every year. Cause you get to hang out with you know, 60, 70,000 creative, nice people. They're like full of love and openness and like a non-judgment zone. Yeah. You know, and I think that e- even though, yeah. you know, we, I think we share those sensibilities, you know, we're non-judgmental, very accepting people, and this sort of thing. Sometimes you go around a world where people are judgmental and, mm. so you kind of keep your heckles up a little bit. Mm. To, yeah. Even though I'm an open-hearted, vulnerable kind of guy, you've got to keep your guard up a little bit. Yep battery right now it's okay we're going to audio now <laughs> um, yeah so I think when you get into a nice group like this you feel them out for a few hours you're like okay I'm, I'm in a safe zone. yeah and it's yeah, nice yeah. to be in a safe zone of these nine other people and it's uh, it's good it kind of reminds you like oh I wish this was like life all the time
1: yeah so I mean have you what's been the biggest stress for you I guess over the last we've been together for five and a half days now things stood out like in terms of prep or walking or days on you know food or mm-hmm. you know uh, finding alone space you say you're an introvert has that been difficult yeah. to be around so many people for so many hours each day
0: no it hasn't been hard at all i think i think you know no matter what you do you always want a few more hours in every day and i probably haven't been getting enough sleep yeah uh, that's okay because i'm such a high energy guy that yeah. i can power through just by force of sheer will yeah <laughs> but i one of my favorite days is it was like a super hot day and we went back we got to the hotel We so we're at a different hotel every night and yeah. i got took a nice cool not cold shower but a cool shower i was like oh my god let those cold molecules just go all over me it's great and i was like a new man and then i was tired and i just went and i like passed out on the bed like naked <laughs> and took a nap which Wait, was a real shock to my roommate Matt Mullenweg. But you're going to
1: say, yeah, you're sharing your room with <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm like sharing my bedroom with a, a billionaire or something. He but he's an awesome roommate. Like he's he's the right kind. Sure he's like all of you guys, He's like positive, happy, quiet, good energy.
1: Well, he's he's got this yeah. holiness to him. Doesn't he? Yeah, there's a holy air to to Mr. Mullenweg.
0: Right. He's like a a man monk who's aged his mid thirties and a nice wisdom. And you know, tonight we have different discussions every night at dinner, which I think is very erudite and interesting. Mm. To have a little focused discussion. Mm. And tonight is Matt's last night with us. We we're talking about global government. Yeah. And I think the reason that we want Matt there is because we want him to run the global <laughs> government.
1: He'd be a he'd be a benevolent dictator, I think. Wouldn't he? Yeah. Buen Camino.
0: Buen Camino. I don't think we've I don't think we've passed anybody the entire trip. We've only been passed, which we, is cool.
1: We are the we are the we are the passerbys. Yeah,
0: yeah. The uh, yeah. which is great.
1: But you know, in the end, like it's it's about pacing. The kind of way to survive long arduous physical activity is pacing. And so I screwed up in the, in the beginning of this walk. Uh-huh. I'm carrying way more weight than Ali's carrying, mm-hmm. and uh, the first day the incline was just was greater than anything else by by, by an order of magnitude on this entire walk. And we just ran up the mountain. Like we passed, we passed everyone. And uh, that definitely set uh, a negative precedent for my
0: tendons. All right.
1: So a big part of this walk has been kind of overcoming this Itb pain. Right. I was set in motion on the first day. Well, it's good
0: to know that even an experienced hiker like you makes these kind of mistakes on well, occasion. Yeah. yeah, we
1: were just kind of in the you know excited, and I, I think we underestimated the total climb and the 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 you know the degree of incline also has a big effect on obviously what's being activated. And it was super steep. It was just it wasn't switchbacks. It was straight up. Um, and you just remember you know as we're passing everyone, we're passing people were clearly retired people who've clearly not hiked a lot in mm-hmm. their life were physically quite bad shape right probably shouldn't be doing that walk right and uh you know you get to the other town and then eventually everyone arrives and, and you remember it's just all about pacing and uh with the right pace even if it takes an extra two or three hours um you can you can do a 1400 meter climb uh and you know almost 30k of distance right it's not, uh it's not it's not undoable
0: and how does it compare so far to your Japanese walks? Is it like apples and oranges, not even a valid question or what, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean the landscape's completely different and then also my Japanese walks are never with this many people. Right. It's because the infrastructure doesn't support it. So right. I, the biggest difference is just the, 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 the general infrastructure all over Spain to support this walk, in terms of food, in terms of lodging. Mm-hmm. I mean the fact that you can do this walk without having booked anything, mm-hmm. And you can walk for a month, and you can always find a place to stay, and you can find things to eat. It's pretty Im- impressive. Um, that would be really difficult to do for some of the trails in Japan, right? And so that's been really, really nice. Just to and and there's a kind of improv jazz component to it. I think if we were walking alone, mm-hmm. where you could just go, oh, this is like a nice town. It's not as far as I want to walk today, but yeah, why don't I stay here? Here's a here's an inn for pilgrims, and you right. can just set your your bag down and kind of spend the night there. So the fact that it's it, there. Are, there are defined chunks of this walk, but you don't have to abide by them. Right. And so I think one of the negatives of the big group is that we are bound to the places we booked in advance because ten is too big a number to to randomly to do sell it organically. Find, yeah. Right. I but, got you. But uh, what's the what's the biggest group you've spent six days with before? Is is have you, have you spent time with groups bigger than this for long yes, periods of time? Yes, uh,
0: about 20 people. Wow. There was, there's this, um, you know, the TED Talks, all the TED stuff. There's this TED fellow yep. named Jerry Orstrom. Okay. Been to be a good friend over the last eight, nine years. And he has the only private ranch in all of Yellowstone. Mm. And it's so remote the only way to get there is you have to like ride a horse for many many hours to get out there Mm. and so every year he invites about 18 people out to his ranch and jerry really doesn't do anything with his life (laughs) all he does is go to like ted conferences and science conferences libertarian stuff magic conferences and he like Collects people.
1: Okay. But is he just a super wealthy guy, just an yeah. wealthy dude? Yeah. How did how did he acquire this wealth? Trust fund. Oh, okay. Interesting. And
0: so he is. He is. He doesn't really do nothing. He I would just call him like, a, just a fun intellectual. He's a connector. Yeah, connector, and not a snobby one at all. You know. So anyway, he invites artists, like me. Uh, he invites biologists. people will surprise many people. Other TED speakers authors all this kind of stuff and then so during the day everyone goes out on adventures yeah and you might go like walk no more than 30 feet from the from the ranch with this biologist he's telling me about this leaf yeah or like he said paleontologist out there that we go look at rocks and he tells you all about dinosaurs and stuff like that yeah Or you go fly fishing or you go on long hikes like up to a up To the snowy mountains, and so people go off on their own adventures. And then he has this really cool mechanism at night, which I now do with my photo workshops. Yep. Because people go off on their own adventures, everyone comes, and we have this big dinner together, and they actually have like uh, waiters and waitresses, and you have a little rock with your name on it, hmm. and they seat you by different random people every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. You know, you just have conversations to your right and left. And at random times walking up the hill here at random times uh through the dinner anyone can ding their glass ding ding ding, ding. Hmm. and they stand up and they give a report okay because everyone is off doing slightly different things Yep. they come back with some kind of report and the only requirement is that you you, you name your report and your report is less than three or four minutes yep and uh, you have a like a beginning, middle, and an end. Okay. Sometimes you just get hilarious stories. Um, it's interesting to hear what other people do, because these are all kind of clever people. They tell clever little stories. Yeah. Um, so I've adopted that. I think it's really just cool to hear what, like, I would love to know all of the conversations. Yeah. I'm happy enough just with ours, yeah. but to hear yeah. theirs too is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's, I think this this size is is just right where there's minimal FOMO, yeah. conversation FOMO, because I feel like you you kind of hear the, the edges of them. Yeah. And if you want to run over to it, you can. Yeah, you get the shape of um, it. And then, you, I, like I've had the same conversation a few times, so mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of
0: uh, repeating going on. In I a, remember in yesterday, you walked over to our group, there were five of us, and he goes, you go, ooh, are you guys talking about online publishing? Yes. Can I listen in? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I want to hear what yeah. you know, the founder
1: of WordPress has to say about online publishing. Yeah. So like, you know, it's kind of a rare, rare opportunity. Yeah. but so so you have these you're on this ranch there's 18 people mm-hmm. uh, and how long do you spend there a week okay so it's, that's yeah. a, wow that's a long time
0: and then after dinner they usually pick two random people we, to go into the living room we all go into the living room people are drinking you know port by the fireplace and two random people do their little 18 minute ted talk okay even if they're not ted speakers they just sure. like what are they into Sure. And then everyone sits there and and, uh, I think that's really interesting to hear what people are up to and interested in, and then you have like a little Q and A discussion and the next person gets up. So it's kind of a really fun, fun format, super relaxed, yeah. um, not elitist in the slightest, just interesting people, you know?
1: Great. Yeah. And so that's, that's probably the max of what you've experienced in terms of group
0: uh, yeah. density it's, and time. Together. It's hard to get to know more people than that in a week. That seems, yeah, that seems yeah. like the
1: max. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I'm also with you, I think a, a small, tight group of three, four, or five can be really intense and much more organic as well. I look forward to that in Japan.
1: Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this feels about right. I, we haven't seen many other big groups on the, on the trail, maybe four, four people, five people max. Mm-hmm. Yesterday there was a big, strange group that I feel like was only walking yesterday. Oh. There was something about that, the vibe of that group that seemed like they weren't doing the whole thing.
0: Were they the loud ones at the
1: bar? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. That was more of like a just an aggro beer walk, I think. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A
1: little bit. But uh, but yeah, this 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 size feels right. The timing feels right. Do you think? Do you think? Uh, how do you think the rhythm would change if we had say like another week to do? Do you think we'd keep up this, this pace of conversation, or do you think we'd create more alone time? What do you think would happen?
0: Uh, we we toyed with the idea of and i did this on one of my yoga meditation hiking retreats and um oh it's the aussies oi oi Aussie.
1: <laughs> how's it going good. good
0: um it's kind of funny how you see people again and again yeah um and one of the days um we did a silent hike yeah and we all would maintain mm, a two minute distance from each other so and it was a little later in the week, so we kind of knew each other's pace. Fastest yeah. person in front. Um, and that was very interesting because you know, I think we both enjoy talking with each other and we enjoy enjoy the silence. Yeah. And you learn a lot about yourself by hearing from other people. And you also learn a lot about yourself when you're just by yourself. And you have a You have a chance to reflect on things which i think is important because right now we're pretty busy and we're not getting a ton of reflection time
1: very little downtime
0: um now luckily i've been taking pictures making recordings and i think it kind of takes you right back there and so later on this is why i like taking photos of things because you know i am i am very present i'm really enjoying the moment even while i'm taking photos or recording Mm -hmm. any kind of media and then inevitably later when I get back home to my studio and I'm going over these, these media things, I'm brought right back. And now I now you've had a little bit of time to for your subconscious to process everything. Mm. But I think it's always processing stuff when you're when you're sleeping. You know, there's just stuff going on as you take in new information and then you, you synthesize that information into meaningful things. You know, I people always talk about the People always talk about the search for happiness or whatever. I think that's maybe a little misguided. I, mm. I like you know, like having search for meaning, meaningful things, yeah. which sometimes make you happy, yeah. sometimes make you sad. Yeah. And it just take it takes a while to to synthesize because sometimes you get an immediate squirt of endorphin. Yeah. Talking to someone because you get yep. excited because you're excited about the same thing or you have an idea. And I love talking about ideas and. And then that, that synthesis into meaning that's applicable to your, your your daily life you can take this meaning into your family relationships into other friend relationships mm-hmm. I think that's uh, a, a wonderful thing and I know that like not going on this walk mm. I would be a, a lesser person mm. right and not in a judgmental way sure. just I would I feel I feel like um, it really adds to my life, and I, you know, I humbly hope I do even a small little thing to add to other people's lives. Yeah.
1: Well, you said you said you, you haven't done much walking, or you don't even feel like you're up to the walking standard. But I mean, you run uh, photo walks all over the world.
0: Yeah, we do. But those are those are pretty chill. We do events. Um, actually, we were in Spain about this time last year. We had a tour bus. Mm. With my little crew of about five people, and we so the, did
1: this. Is people paying to come and like basically do like a, a photo walk and workshop with Trey?
0: No, okay, we do uh have dedicated paid photo workshops, like yep. we have one in New Zealand, yeah, and then next year we have one in Africa. So those are paid week long experiences. Mm-hmm. This was something uh free hmm. and sponsored by some some companies, okay, and so the people on the bus, these are people that help me out, like okay. a, a vid- video team, video editor, yeah, yeah. Um, tour manager, COO, my assistant, all these, so this, uh, this kind of group of people. And then what we did was, this is part of a, a global thing we're calling 80 stays around the world. Okay. And so this was our European tour, we picked 10 cities through Europe, and we took the bus, Every four days, we would hit a new city. Okay. And so, like in Spain, for example, we did... We started in Lisbon, then we went to Barcelona. Yep. And in Barcelona, we would have an event. Like in all these cities, a photo walk. Okay. And so, I put this on the internet, and I would say, Hey, guys, come to this location. Come gather outside the tour bus. We're going to park in this spot at 6 p.m. And so, we would get there, and there would be a little crowd of people. Sometimes... Sometimes 50 people, sometimes like two or three hundred people.
1: Where was the, where was the, the biggest crowd? The know?
0: biggest one was in London. In London, okay. How many people showed up? Oh, I'd say 250 to 300. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of fun, too, because we put our bus on a ferry to take it across the English Channel yeah. to drive it into London. Anyway, <laughs> um, what we do, so everyone comes and they, they bring their cameras, anything from a DSLR to a mobile phone. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we do a little hour-long meet-and-greet. Okay. Take selfies, and I talk to people and stuff like that. And then um, I jump up on, you know, a, a bench or something. Yep. And I give a little speech. Yep. You know, and I give people some mind vitamins to help get their mind right.
1: <laughs> what's a what's a mind vitamin? Oh give us an example of, of one
0: of your mind oh, goodness. <laughs> Let me think. I think well one of the things I say is that we all obviously we're all here because we, we love creating photos. Mm-hmm. This is the short version of it. Yeah. It's a little bit more of a a rambly version of it. As I said I said it it appears that we're creating photos, but what we're really doing is creating ourselves hmm and i think this is part of getting your mind right about this and that a lot of people are taking photos and thinking about oh well, what will people think about it how many likes and comments will i get and and this sort of thing and that'll that'll drive you crazy Yep. Yeah. um i think it's very natural to create and share um in a non egotistic way yeah And then one of my other bailiwicks that I go on to is that the the greatest creative gift you can give to yourself is to completely dissolve your ego and not take yourself seriously. Because as soon as you stop worrying about yourself, and once you realize that you're not the thoughts in your head, but you're the silence behind them, that frees up a tremendous amount of energy that you can use for creativity. So these are the kind of things I talk about. And then we get a little bit more practical. I tell them about my camera settings, this kind of thing. I explain what happens on a photo walk. This whole thing takes about 15 minutes, my little on-the-bench Mussolini kind of speech. Yeah. And then we go do have, off. Do you have a bullhorn? Are yes. You, are you yelling into a bullhorn? Usually you have a mic. Really? And then we have a mobile oh speaker system that one of my assistants pulls around.
1: You're like a politician. You get up yeah. there in the middle of London.
0: Right. Are people are,
1: are people freaking out? Are cops like coming over and going, "What the hell's
0: going on?" What's- Sometimes we have to get clearance, and we have cops walk with us. Oh, interesting. Where did you have yeah. cops? Where did you have to do that? Um, London. Um, I remember in Moscow. Huh. Um, I have um, a longer story I can get to, which is pretty funny. Um, I'll tell it real fast because it's a good photo walk story. Okay? Sure. I don't want to run up against your 25-minute limit, though.
1: We're we're okay. well over that. Oh, right, sorry.
0: <laughs> no okay, so I was before the European tour. We did the uh, U.S. tour, and we were in D.C. Uh, right around the, the Washington Mall and Washington Monument. Yep. Uh, great, awesome crowd there. Like really loving, awesome. It's a self-selecting crowd, you know, because I'm just wonderful, nice people. Like on this walk. Yep. So I'm shaking hands, gets the babies, that kind of stuff. And then this one guy cuts through the crowd, right? Yep. And he's got on like a suit huh. and he's pretty tall and he's got this commanding kind of military air to him. Yep. And not in a rude way, but he, he kind of cuts. There's not really a line, it's a very organic thing, but he kind of gets it in there mm. and then he shakes my hand. One of those hard military shakes where sure. they're holding you in place. Sure. And I'm always, I always have a little bit of a guilty. Disposition, you know. I'm, I don't know. I always think, "Oh my God, what have I done? What's mm-hmm. wrong?" And he goes, "He goes, Mr. Ratcliffe." And like he has these blue eyes that are just like piercing through my soul, mm. and I'm just kind of like mesmerized, like I've been glamoured by a vampire. Mm. He goes, "Mr. Ratcliffe, I want you to know that I'm the director of communications for the Pentagon."
1: Oh.
0: I'm like, "Oh God." what have, what have I done? What, what's wrong? And he goes, and I want you to know that me and the secretary of defense are huge fans. <laughs> and if you ever need the help of the U S military, we oh, got your back. Oh my God. I was like, what? Oh. And he goes, can I have your, your email address so I can contact you? And I said, I have a feeling you already have my email address. <laughs> and he goes, we do. We're just trying to be nice. Yeah. So anyway, he, we, we keep tap. This was under Obama. Mm. Um, and we keep tabs with each other and check in Because, like they actually got all my h d r tutorials mm. and like they love taking photos when they're traveling around, which you wouldn't expect, but anyway, um they knew I was going to Russia, and because train you need to be careful in russia, but we'll we'll take care of you mm. I was like, oh okay, and so on the Russian one, we had two undercover marines oh following us everywhere, Wow, and they came up they introduced me, and they and they were really nice guys, so anyway, yeah, we we do end up with a bit of uh, protection in place. Now the photo walk itself is not like this. It's a, about an hour and a half okay. kind of light walk around the city where I, I stop at five or six places and I take a photo yeah. and I talk about the talk to the crowd, I talk, talk about the story I'm trying to tell with a photo, composition, and I talk about the settings, mm. mini Q&A, and then we all walk to the next one. Everyone's taking photos yeah. and everyone is sharing photos online. Yeah and I'm trying to connect this whole crowd and have them find some new local photo friends. And Mm. that's, and it's totally free. Mm. And that's what a photo walk is.
1: Yeah, I love it. You said you did one in San Francisco with like 500 people.
0: Yeah, that was, that was a fun one. That was
1: logistically complicated.
0: Well, that was back when we didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) That was me and my friend Thomas Hawk, who's a good, great photographer. A lot of great photographers came out. Actually, Kevin Kelly came out to that one. Oh, nice. And that was my first time meeting him.
1: Yeah, you're saying that's how you guys met
0: being in person yeah and there's way too many people we didn't have a megaphone um but we we learn and iterate over time yeah like on anything you know Yeah,
1: how many foot walks have you done now
0: do you think oh my goodness probably 60 whoa or 70 wow
1: and so you do on average how many a year are you doing like 10 a year
0: uh maybe not, maybe not quite i would that say many. about yeah 10 a year oh, that wow. sounds about right. Now, this is not our main. My, my main business is selling fine art prints to yeah. collectors. Yeah. But one reason I become, I don't know, popular, you know, or whatever, is because of the because of the fans. So I'm glad to do these things for free to give back because they've they've changed my life. Yeah. You know, I can never do enough for them. Yeah. I'm really humbled. Very cool.
1: Well, man, I'm glad uh, you could make it on this walk with us. It's been it's been so lovely having you and. And Thank you. it's always nice having a, uh, a pro photographer. <laughs> <hanging laughs> man, hey
0: look! What do you mean? You're, you are definitely no slouch. You're a Leica like man. Your photos are unbelievable. You've done books and had a, events with them. so.
1: Well, 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 uh, it's just nice to have a well-photographed, well-documented uh, 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 sort of meander through the, the mountains of Spain. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming and, and uh, look forward to the next walk we get to do, do together.
0: I am trying to be present Mm. and uh, try not to think so far ahead to Japan, but I can't help it. I am excited about it. It occupies about half my brain, really. (laughs) Cool, man. Well, thank you. Thanks, Greg.